Welcome to the Progress of the Unity podcast. We're going to look back this evening on the Birmingham game. We've got uh, some points to raise from that. Um, we've also got a question submitted by an avid listener, Andrew Perry. Thank you very much. We're going to discuss uh, uh, the question that he's posed. Uh, we're going to look forward to the Blackburn game. Look forward, I say. We're going to look to the Blackburn game. We're all about looking forward to it. Uh, and um, a little bit of information at the end with regarding a couple of things that's going to be happening uh, very shortly. And before I forget, as well, because I will forget, uh, next week we have a special guest from the Latics making his uh, debut with us. And he's going to be here if anybody wants to pop any questions to him. He is. Um, <coughs> next week we've got uh, Ian Wadsworth, who is one of the supporter liaison officer at the club. He's going to be coming along um, and he's going to be telling us what his role is basically. And if anybody wants to pop any questions his way, please feel free. What, like, will you marry me? Well, Dan, if that's what you're asking, yeah. Have you met him? Yes, last yeah, week for the nice, first time. Nice lad, nice lad. Anyway, uh, that's all what's coming up. That's coming up next week. And uh, off we go then. Right, so on Saturday we went down to St Andrews and we uh, I, well I was very optimistic I must admit I had a nice warm feeling about uh, the game on Saturday I think it was probably because I'm getting old and the warm feeling that I had was in me groin well it was that incontinency part yeah well I think that's what it was because we came unstuck didn't we Gareth have you got some stats for us I have indeed I've just been handed the stats from the latest defeat at <laughs> Birmingham uh, possession, 43% to Birmingham and 57 to the Latics. Attempts, Birmingham managed 20, Wigan 10. On target, Birmingham managed 6 and Wigan just 3. Both teams committed 7 fouls, we got 1 yellow card, no yellows to Birmingham, no reds, and we lost once again to a Clayton Donaldson hat-trick. Clayton, Clayton Donaldson, that prolific striker. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Um, I've got a match report here from uh, a guy who went. Uh, he, he's one of the posters on Vital Wigan, uh, Russia Latic his name, and he's oh, yes. a nice lad, handy, lives in Oxford, um, so he travels, travels you know, quite a distance to watch the Latics. Uh, and he asked me could he do the, uh, the match report. And I've just circled some points what he said. Uh, we came out, oh, we started off at 5 3 1 1. We came out and looked absolutely abysmal for 30 minutes. The worst I've ever seen us play, including away games I intended from the Kenny Swain era. Maloney was invisible except for when we got a row set piece. Only McLean looked both up for it and on his game. Hmm. Dawson could and should have had three by half time. Too, uh, it's too involved comical defending from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> now, there he's actually referring to Liam Ridgewell and um, Rob Keenan. Talking about, I'll, I'll stop us there for a second. Uh, were we surprised that um, Ridgewell started or, or not? Considering, because I didn't realise, considering he's not played a, a competitive game since October. Surprised in the fact that it's their off season, but not surprised in the fact that we needed defenders in. And we've been awful at the back, so it, you, you could have gone either way when yeah. you just picked him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm absolutely baffled by it. I really am. 
you look at the number of uh, players who are fit, available, have been established Latix players. I, I want to ask a question, or I'm, I'm, it's like, what's going on? Because what message are you sending out to your squad there? You've brought somebody else in, in a position where really we don't... Do we need somebody like that? Do we need somebody of Ridgewell's uh, abilities, or lack of abilities, going off uh, Saturday's game, I'm afraid? Experience? Is experience what, for half a game? When you've got somebody who's actually at match speed, in your squad, available... I'm sorry, but if I was one of them squad players, I'd be seriously kicking the uh, manager's door and saying, what the hell's going on? If we decide in permanent, Mick, I'd, I'd totally disagree with you, because uh, as a permanent member of the squad, I think it, it, it'd be a good addition. Because it's, 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 no, it's a bad age, he's only 30, isn't he? Uh, but it's for six weeks. But it's for six weeks. It's for six weeks. And he's weeks. not fit. What? He's not fit. He's coming off the back end of a season, but he's just finished. Right? He's not just finished in October. Yeah, but what I'm getting at, though, is what's it saying to the current lads? Uh, he's been running around player chasing his lad, yeah. Ridgewell. That's what he's been doing, keeping himself fit, ticking over. Anyway, I'll, I'll carry on. Uh, half time, Ridgewell was replaced by Waghorn, so that was like a positive step. Yes. And we went 4 4 2 at that point, with Waghorn and McLean playing up front. Uh, there was a bit of shapes in the team, and there was some confidence coming back. coming back. And there was an immediate feeling that the Latics could somehow come in from the dark. Fans responded and tackles started to fly in. I mean, that's something that we, I think we'd all like to see in it, the tackles, the players getting stuck in. Well, there's a comparison there with the Bolton game, isn't it? Because again, against Bolton, we were absolutely touched in the first half. We tinkered at our time, we made some changes, back to a kind of a more regular formation, and it spurt life into the Wigan side. We, you know, it's like, well, why can't we actually mm. start like that with that particular formation? Oh, then? Do, do, it for 90 minutes. do you not think the opposition played some part in both of those games, though? The fact that they laid off, they eased off a little bit. We're 2 0 up, we can afford to take a bit of a breather, like in Formula not 1. Not with Bolton, because that was 0 0. I think with Birmingham, they're probably going to happy sit back. We've got two goal advantage. So I think in that respect, that's true, but I think yeah, Bolton yeah. games are different. Poss possibly, possibly yeah. yeah. You could be right there for the, for the Birmingham hot ball. Right, and his conclusions from the game was the decision to play Ridgewell was a shocker. He looked way off the pace. It looked like he had turned up expecting to play a testimonial. Doesn't blame Ridgewell, but how could the manager get it so wrong? And he hadn't played for months. Uh, Maloney sh should be sold, he says. Maloney should be sold well. He went through the motions today. Keenan, despite massive improvement in the second half, needs to be replaced. I think that header for the, for the last goal was a shocker, weren't it? The second goal is tripped over Carson. Mm. Uh, he just on the first goal, he completely lost Donaldson. But when he came into the side last this time last season, he looked a decent player, didn't he? What, yeah. What's happened to him? Is it? What do you think it is, Adam? What's happened to him? I don't think he's got anything to prove to himself. No, last season he was trying to impress Rosler, and he was the new thing on the block, and he just got a bit lazy. Do you think? Concentration. I think it's a that's a big thing with him in sit concentration. Yeah. He reminds me a little bit of an, of an old Latix player from years ago, John Robertson. I don't know if anybody remembers. Yeah. Lower league defender. Well, he was an only defender, really, wasn't he? You could have you could have Colin Greenall, John Pender, the centre halves in this team. What won third division? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Edin Shaw's above above this these lot yeah. play, and that's the truth. <laughs> uh, he says. Uh, Watson changed the game when he came on, make no mistake about it, it's for all his fault when he's on his game he still has something to offer at this level. Uh, 
As for the manager, the decision to play Ridgewell was a shocker and the players looked completely unprepared. Maloney didn't look motivated and playing with it, playing him up with McLean was a disaster. McLean went wide to get a cross in and there was four foot short to watch it disappear. So, um, that's, that's his uh, conclusions. Well, that's interesting with regards to Watson that he made a direct impact on the game in comparison to some of the performances he's been putting in of late. Yeah. Go on, Gareth. Can I just say something? We've sat here talking about, for the last sort of half an hour, about defending and some shambolic defending and all the rest of it. Rob just mentioned some of the players and what have you. To cast our mind back a little bit, I've wrote five names down here. Boyce, Perch, Keenan, Amis and Barnett. All who have played centre-back. All who have played very well for us at times. It says to me that five players who, at the best, are very good players. The level they're playing at now is far from that. Surely the attitude comes into this. What, what is the attitude? What's, you know, what's the morale like? We're on a downward spiral, though. That's it's the problem. Well, trying to well, address it. That, they're not protected as well as they've been all the recent seasons. When you have MacArthur sat in front of them, Espinosa will run about, put shifting. Dewey's earlier on in the season could sit in front of the back four, protect them a bit. And then at the minute, midfield's all over the place, isn't it? We've, got to, we've got to play those not even making the bench. Who, who, that's his whole purpose of playing football, Christ. isn't it? Chris, yeah. Yeah. Should be in there. Is there a knock there? Playing for the defence squad. Come in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. There's quite a lot of people in the development squad, aren't there? Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. I'd play a few. <laughs> so, do we blame Mackay, or, or is it a legacy that he's picked up with what's gone on before? <clears throat> I, I think we agreed around the table only a couple of weeks ago that we can't really start blaming Mackay as yet until he's actually had his first transfer window and he's embedded into the team, into the squad um, his own formation with the players who he's probably got his eye on however I have to, I have to concur there's definitely something wrong in the state of Denmark Latics are not the Latics the club itself is panicking and it's showing yeah. showing the club is in panic mode at the moment We've been hit with all sorts of other things. Obviously, we've got to look at the um, the way the way the chairman's been um, brought to task over certain things. We've got a change of manager. We're at an important stage of the season, and we're looking at the league table and we're thinking, "My God, Division One, here it, here it comes." And so there's panic, and because we've not been in this position for a long, long time, because I've got to be honest with you, being relegated from the Premier League was really really cushioned with the fact that we were FA Cup winners we've never been in this position since we only took over because as soon as he took over he started to put money in and started to build for the future that's finished now and what we're looking at is all our money drying up isn't it we've, we've not got the um, the parachute payments to, to, to last much longer uh, with players on big wages it's reported that DeLore himself on 14 grand a week now you think a player who can't even make the benches on 14 now. What, what's some of the others on? What's this? I mean, we mentioned him. What's he come for? He's left the Bundesliga sign, hasn't yeah, he, to come here? Denmark captain. Denmark, yeah. Oh, so. He's making it 20k a week, isn't he? But he can't even get on the bench, though. So, what, 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 why? what is happening? What, exactly. What, what is happening? happening? What McKay's signing, though, were they? Well, no, well, actually, he's there to manage the club, isn't he? Not, not to have his favourites. 
You see, the thing is, what you've got to do is when you come to a club, is you look at what you've got and you use the players to the best of ability. If it's going to start getting into personalities such as there's arguments going on in the dressing room and stuff like that, you've got to live with it to a certain extent because you can't change it and, except for two times of the year. But what you don't do is you don't try and assert your own um, rule, your own law as, as the gaffer at the detriment of the club. And what I mean by that is you don't start saying you're not playing because your attitude's wrong, but yet you end up getting relegated. It's that old cutting your nose off to spite your face, isn't it? And I think there's an element of that going on in the club at the moment. I think it happened under Rossler. We all know it did because look, look what happened to Grant Salt. Um, Do you think it's, 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 it's not just the managers though? Do you think the coaches are having a big say in, in stuff? Do you think they've got a bit of power, the coaches? I'm talking Eric Black here and yeah, Graham I, Barrow. I think it's all stale. I've said it before. I think they've been here too. Well, it's Graham Barrow, uh, not particularly Eric Black, because I know he came back recently, didn't he? But a lot of the coaching staff have been around for a long time. And I think the players engaging with the same coaching staff on a daily basis, even though they've had the change in management, to them they're still probably doing the same coaching sessions being coached in the same way and that's why we've probably not had that immediate ma new manager uplift what you normally get I think that's a massive part of it mate and, um, I think uh, yeah that, that's I think that's a big part of the reason the position we're in I think it's when he first came in his first who was his first game as far as one say Middlesbrough M sorry Middlesbrough it was Middlesbrough uh, it was the one all drop mm. The team that day, there was no Delore, there was no uh, Riera, were there, in, in the side that day. Have you got the, the, the side there, Gareth? No. Um, and he's turned around and said he picks it on what he sees in training, so he's made his mind up there in the space of four or five days, having watched him train, who, who he's going to play now. I know people who go down to training every day and watch, and Deloitte, they said they've never seen anybody as enthusiastic as him, and he wants to stay behind afterwards, and he's always taking shots, and he's, he's, he's on fire. Um, but he's not even getting a sniff. So, I just wonder whether, you know, there's like a bit of an outside influence on him to, to pick certain teams. I know. I don't, I don't know how that can work these days, though. I don't know, I, do, I really don't. Um, because that is that's putting his reputation on the line then isn't it that I, I can be manipulated you know and no I don't I don't think that's happening down there I don't think I don't think Mackay would uh, fall for that one I think he's his own boss I just don't think um, do you not think Whelan's having some say then no no, in, what, in what way? Because well, not, let me just give does you. Does he not want the team to benefit? Does he not want the team? To I succeed? don't know. Just let's go back to Grant Salt. Mm. Yeah. When, when who was Rosler's first game in charge? Maribor. Uh, Maribor, right. Yes. So that was Rosler's first game in charge. What happened for that game? Now Grant Salt uh, 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 um, was part of the squad, weren't he? Yeah, left him behind. You left him behind. So a new manager comes into the club and within three days he makes a decision that a player, a senior pro, probably the biggest wage earner at the club, isn't, isn't fit enough and doesn't even allow him to fly 
to be fair, I think you could probably work that after a bit half an hour, doing a few drills, if he's fit, if they're fit or not. Would you know I'll take him with you though? Because he's a big character, he was a well-liked character amongst the squad at that time, wasn't he? Would you not have just taken him with you anyway? It depends what, what, his, what his reasoning is. He, I know he said he, he left him at home to work on his fitness. Or do you take him to Maribor, not play him, and just have him hanging about the squad because he's, he's a good character and, you know, he'll help younger players, etc, etc. So he's got a decision to make, hasn't he? So he's probably said, leave, stay at home, get yourself fit, get yourself ready for the up-and-coming league games. But for whatever reason, Rosler thinks he's not done that. I think we've also got to realise that what he did was probably the right thing at the right time then, because we, we seem to judge uh, Rosler on his whole tenureship uh, of, of Latics, so we count all the games consecutively, or we didn't move somebody. But let's not forget, we were within, what, 20 minutes of a playoff final with him. So last season, I think he did, he did all right, considering it wasn't the right from the very start. You know, he only yeah. had one transfer window to, d to dabble in, but we actually got through to semi, well, almost to a playoff final. He was in the low market pretty well, didn't he? He had, he had a lot of players coming in. Yeah, yeah, he did, and I think that's what's going to happen this time as well. I think we're going well, to get been open, but nobody's coming. I don't think we will be able to until we offload. And I think once Maloney goes, I think uh, McManaman will go, and I think McLean will go, and I think quite a few others will go. I think people like Absey will go. You think McLean? I don't think McLean will go. I think if the right offer comes in, they'll accept it. And if he can get the right payday, I say, fair play to you, lad, get gone. Yeah, well, because <clears throat> as much as I like McLean, I really do like him, and I think he's been Wigan's most exciting player in the last couple of games because he's the only one who's really given 100%. If you had to vote for player of the season so far, would you? Would you? There's only one name you can put on it. Who's that? James McLean. There you go. It, and that's purely on effort, nothing Sorry, else. Not, not, not ability or what he's done for each season, for effort. Because it looks like half of them don't give a shit. And I, I think Carson's played very, very well as well. I think if, if, like, all you need to do is look at the Bolton game. <laughs> if it weren't for him, we'd have gone yeah. in half time 3 0 down. It says yeah. a lot the, the man of the match performances have been coming from the goalkeepers this season, so. Yeah. Right, anyway, Birmingham. <laughs> oh, that's then finished. So we'll move on. Right, Andrew Perry sent in this question and he'd like us to discuss it. He says, listening to the podcast last week, you mentioned, that's me, kind of did, that the ban on Whelan was, give, was given, that was given, was the biggest joke in football because I said it, he's straight on a plane and off to Barbados for six weeks. It's not going to worst him at all. So here is a thought for us to discuss. Uh, any discussions uh, regarding Whelan's comments are at best similar to what Mackay has done. A lot would say nowhere near as bad. Given what that Whelan got a six week ban of non-football activity, could our fate lie with a decision over Mackay and when this is given? Or could that be our saviour given his performances so far? So I think what Andrew's saying though is uh, is there a bit of a precedence been set with Whelan, uh, or is it is it different? No, I think. I mean, he seems to think what Whelan's done isn't as bad as what Mackay's done. I completely disagree with that in the respect that Malky Mackay sent a few private text messages 
Dave Whelan is a football chairman, a public figure of a club, and he's been saying borderline racist things to different media outlets on more than one occasion. Uh, so I think Mackay probably be looking at a less of a ban for me, but I think he's going to get swept under the carpet anyway. Yeah, yeah. Adam, what do you what do you make of it? I think. If you know, burying a man, we have to be careful what we say, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I agree with Rob 100% because what Whelan's doing is he's a representative of a football club, and the fact that he's saying such things to media, different media outlets, it's, I think that's a bit worse because it's portraying it to the world. I've just had a word from the solicitor that I have to stress that these are personal opinions and not the opinion of the Progress with Unity podcast at this stage. Okay. <laughs> Gareth? As it's already. I've got to stop you, you can't say that. You can't say that, Gareth. You can't say that. Right. So don't say that, but carry on. Right, okay. no, to be honest, this has already been said. You know, it was a private. Private, allegedly private text. It's a very complex legal situation, and I think, to be honest, I think we're just just going to let it dwindle on and sweep it under the carpet. Right. Dan. Well, with regards to whether it could be the saviour of our season or not, it remains to be seen. But I think there is that massive elephant in the room, and maybe that is something. Well, two elephants really with Jeez. the wheeling thing. Oh. And the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Barry. Okay. Well, with the wheeling thing and also the Mackay thing, it could be playing on people's minds. Not least wheeling and Mackay themselves, mm. and that could be filtering down throughout the club at this time. So, Mick, I just think it was something that the FA had to do, knowing full well <clears throat> that the impact on the actual business of the club is not going to be affected, because when all said and done, who are the FA to tell a, a legitimate businessman? that he cannot control some of the elements of his own business which is what it is therefore you know okay then Mr Whelan I hope he's enjoying himself in Barbados ah, so yeah but, I mean, he always goes to Barbados at this time of year yeah. doesn't he yes he does yeah. yes he does but the thing is, yeah. is what, what see when it says uh, no contact with any football matters he's the chairman of a football club he doesn't sit there in his office day in day out managing the club he, he pays other people to do that so again, I just think it's a token gesture to show the public that, oh yeah, we've reacted to what Mr Whelan has said. Fair enough, Dave Whelan's apologised, I think that's the end of it. Okay. I do think though that what happens to Mr Mackay is going to impact on the club far greater and um, <clears throat> I think the FA are absolutely cacking themselves about what they're doing and that's why they've not done anything. I think they're going through with a fine tooth comb with the solicitors seeing what, what's what and... I think they have to. I think they have to. So, fair play to them for taking the time. Yeah. But at the same time, it would have been a lot better if they'd have acted a lot sooner. Yeah. Because it's just it's just dragging on this now. It's it's getting boring. It's a year ago, isn't it, since he got sacked at, at Cardiff? Yeah. It was no. January, wasn't it? Yeah, it's year. not easy for the FA, though, is it? Because it, no matter what they do here, they're going to get criticised. They, they charge Mackay, they're setting a dangerous precedent though because private text messages between him and whoever, it, I can't remember who even it was between now, uh, not, for, not for anybody else's eyes or not in the public domain or anything like that. It's not, 
you can't how can you put a football ban on someone for that for a, for a private text message you know what I mean it's setting dangerous precedents and I think it's like it's been said it's a legal minefield and I think it's to pin something on it what's going to make it stick it's going to prove rather difficult well there used to be a Sunday newspaper that uh, used to publish private text messages and phone calls it's no longer in business so isn't his message yeah. is private and well I don't know where we're going uh, in, in fear of uh, mm. us being shut down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on so thanks for that Andrew <laughs> put, us on, put me on tenderies anyway um, don't worry Barry you can edit that oh, no I'll leave that in don't worry <laughs> uh, right transfer speculation I mean we, we, we've talked about uh, players leaving all all that so um, there's been quite a little bit in the press recently Sean Maloney apparently we've got a fee agree with Leicester MLS side Chicago Fire Chicago I've been talking to us since November as well uh, Celtic have shown an interest usual yes Mick, yeah. second in back yeah. uh, usual suspects Everton have been sniffing around apparently uh, a million pounds the fee do us a favour Bobby uh, are we going to miss him if he goes? No. Straight in there, Adam. Yeah, why not? What's he offered this season apart from a good free kick versus Burra? I mean, he's been a great servant to the club, but to get a million pounds for. He's getting 32 now. He's he's looked below par all season compared to his international form. And we, it's money we need, and I don't think it'll be that big of a loss than we're all making it. I think he's demotivated at the moment. He's been an excellent player for us over the course of his career at Wigan Athletic. But it is now, as everybody says, the time to move on. The time to bring some new blood in, I think. He's run his course. That's not to say he won't go to somewhere like Celtic and have an extended career. I think he's going to Leicester, actually. Leicester. Oh, yeah. 750,000, I think. A million, a million. A million. Yeah, we wanted a million, didn't we? Yeah. Well, having said that, uh, I believe it's not been done and dusted as we're speaking now, and we know what Leicester did with James MacArthur, they used him to get all of uh, Cambiasso, didn't they? Cambiasso. So, whether they're up to the old tricks or not, that Nigel Pearson is a wily old fox. <laughs> <laughs> There's been uh, talk of McManaman as well, Old City, £6 million. Snaps there. Driving there yourself, would you? No. Uh, I'm not going to Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Yorkshire tomorrow, but only to Leeds. Well, they don't like being called Yorkshire, though, do they? Umberside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, you can have Gestedi uh, from uh, Saturday's opponents for four million. So I, I can't see him paying an extra two to get McManaman with the form he's been in. Well, I suppose, yeah. So then there are a couple who are. Being talks about leaving. I mean, Thomas Rodney has been in the Norwegian press again saying he wants out, so. Uh, but I can't remember him playing for us, has he played? The United. Yeah, got injured, didn't he? After a week, 10 seconds. Yeah. Anyway. Go on, Gareth. I just reverted back to what I said before about the defender's attitude. We're talking about Callum McManaman, the very most always a poor player. He's a fantastic player at his best, mm. but he's performances of late have been I think the demons have got hold of him I really do I think he's uh, looking for um, an option out and um, you can tell from his play he's uh, very tight with it 
Um, he's been he's been too inconsistent for me in the but he's not really had much of a run out really this season for me. He had a good few games at the start, yeah, yeah, he? but he was he was playing with Riora, him and Riora. He, yes. he did play well. Half a dozen games, he was yeah. on fire. Yeah. I think he's been playing more as a special teams player. I've spotted something with Mackay. He likes to play for his set pieces, don't he, with the corners and the free kicks, and that's when Maloney can come into it. But recently, it's not been there, has it? Shrugging the shoulders down on the audio doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that by now, after being here for about three years. <laughs> um, Matty Phillips, incoming. Mm. From uh, QPR, not a bad shout. That'd be a good sound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Andre uh, Johnson's on a free. He's going to Luton though. Wednesday, he wants to go. He's a boy of supporter, so and he's not bothered about the money. And he's in look, it's a southern-based club, isn't it? So it'll be there. But Matty Phillips, Boyce's cousin, so we've got connections. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see us raid in the lower divisions. I'd like, I'd like us to send out some scouts and, uh, you know, start watching these. Uh, Lower league teams, find the young kids, bring them on, let's get them developed. You never know, Mick. Used to do. You never know, Mick. They might be doing that as we speak. Got that well, uh, Chesterfield, is it Doyle? Ian Doyle, mm. looks a good player, doesn't he? Yeah, you there's know. a few uh, people um, mentioning that. Mm. On our way up to the Premier League under Jewel and all the rest of it, when did we actually bring in established players a from. Few, well, Neil yes. Redford, uh, right. Redford, Kavanagh, yeah. right? One player, yeah. we had mixed back, and then we put mix. other people round them, didn't yeah. we? We've like got learning from them. Yeah, went out to Bullard, lower leagues, David Graham. Did oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> it was a gamble, but he, he, he yeah. was, <coughs> did well for soccer. And McCullough from Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Yes. So we had a mixed bag. We, we, we've had mixed bags, but what we've done is we've bought key players at key times, mm. haven't we? Oh, I, when I say key players, I mean well-established players with a purpose to play them. Yeah? In other words, we've got people like McCulloch, who we know we can play with midfield, he's, he's pretty good out left on the wire, uh, uh, up front. <laughs> is we can, we can put other people in, younger people like Baines and McCulloch worked really, really well together, mm. didn't they? And, not seen any of that though this season. I've not not seen any of this like for the last eighteen months. Just on that point, how old was Valencia when he came in? Twenty-two. Still quite young then. So, on, see, but we was already in the Premier League then, weren't we? And what mm. we had to do then is we had to buy established players because of, of the level we were at. But I'm talking about when we actually. I think I, I, I think I disagree with you because I think Jewel brought in people with experience, a lot of them, and then he brought the other ones in and just filtered them in. Because look at the defence at McKeed and Matt yeah. Jackson, um, he brought McMillan down from Scotland who was established at yeah. Motherwell, uh, John Fireland got in from uh, Blackburn, uh, you know, and then in midfield, Cavana, and then yeah. got Bullard, uh, Alan Byrne, he yeah. brought him in, to and top, top yeah. Jason Roberts, you know, so we, so we, he, I'm not saying he bought his, his way forward, but he, he knew he picked a good player to fit his system to play yeah. the way we wanted to do. We developed a lot of players but under Martinez, uh, like both McCarthy, McCarthy, Moses, uh, before that Valencia. So we invested in youth and mm. brought them on, sold them on for profit. Moneyball, as it's known. Moneyball. Mm. Moneyball. Yeah, yeah but uh, you know that we've done that. Even in our first couple of years in the, in, the, in the Premier League, you know, we were selling players on to the, the, the Premiership clubs. Players who we'd got from somewhere else, 
polished them up, sent them on. Or bought them from obscure sources, uncovered them as little diamonds and sold them on to be polished elsewhere. We seem to now be looking at taking other people's cast-offs because that's all we're going to get. It's the state we're in though, isn't it? I mean, it's where we are. There's the guy up at uh, Dundee United that we were linked with, Mackay Stevens. No, Sheffield United are, 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 have been quoted two hundred and fifty thousand for him, haven't they? This bargain, absolute bargain. Now there are a, li- a league below us. Might not be next season. There might be a league above us. But mm. he'd be the type of player. He's only twenty-two, isn't it? And yeah. you'd be, be two-footed. In the summer, we try. I think we tried building that sort of thing. We brought in news, Forshaw, Tavernier, Tavernier. All young players in it. We're trying to develop that. Taylor Sinclair. Sinclair, that's yeah. it. So we, we, I think that's what we've tried, and we've took gambles, not paid off. Even Delore was one of them, weren't you? It's his is age. It, yeah. it, yeah. The, right, you've got ops, the options there. Aren't they? This uh, the stairs we're at. Go and get someone like Austin Belonger, who was banging them in in the league below us, pay premium with like five to five million rising to eight or whatever it is. You're not going to pay that here for a league league one player. Uh, league one player. So what we do? <coughs> take a gamble on a two and a half million player from La Liga or League Two in France, whatever. And that's what we've done. The gambles, and they've not paid off. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they yeah. don't. Well, paid off. Back, back, they've all backfired. Paid off for West Ham, didn't it? With uh, yeah, Sonogo. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had a few in past ourselves where it, where it has worked out, haven't we? Yeah. But it's just, they've all, just uh, so far this season, for one reason or another. David Graham and uh, Neil Roberts. No. Right, and uh, the other one was Matty, uh, not Matty Phillips, Danny Graham was linked with him last week, but apparently he wants £30,000 to come Whoa. per week. Whoa. So I think that's what we said. Whoa, it's not going to happen. So Graham's out. Right, we've got uh, a big game on Saturday, local derby, Blackburn Rovers are in town. Blackburn. Latics Rovers have met 21 times in all competitions down the years, we've got 5 wins, they've got 13 and uh, there's been 3 draws, so we've not had the best of things. I mean, the biggest, we've had some classic games against them though, haven't we? I mean, you think back to the 5-3 at the DW Stadium on the 15th of December, about 3 years ago. How about Chicken Gate? Chicken Gate, yeah, Real. Really. Yeah. No, no, no escape. Yeah, no escape from Alcaraz. FA Cup game, 1998 or 97. When, when we fought Yeah. Uh, yes. We put David Lee and David Law on the correct wings and yeah. him right yeah. kicking in that, that second half. That was John Dean being too cautious, was it? Dean started the reverse winger. That's, that's where you can date it back to. Yeah. The reverse winger. And we took about 6,000 there. Yeah, yeah, it was a good day. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sad though, because we lost. Oh, I don't know, yeah. we had a crowd go to mid second We did, yeah. Uh, we played them in the League Cup as well down here, didn't we? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What would it be oh, called? The, two the Miller Cup, it? was it? Yeah. Cup, the Rumbles Cup. Or Little Woods, whatever. Worthington Cup. They were top at Premier League as well when we played at FA Cup. Well, when it was drawn, it was. Yeah. We did okay, didn't we? We did, yeah. Two likes. Yeah. So, when you had all those games, because there, there was a higher league side than us for quite a number of years, weren't there? We met them in cup competition, so obviously that's where the, the lot, lot of the wins come from. But so we've had some good games, some good encounters. I don't like the supporters, though, I must admit. I just don't like them. I don't like Blackburn supporters. 
Um, Nothing sweeping about that statement there. No, strange, strange breed. Always wants a fight. They're always after a fight. Uh, you know, you think Bolton, what, like your dad had him, you know. You, oh, he's, he's terrible. Yeah, but these lot, they don't like him on acid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't, just don't understand them. <laughs> don't understand them. Anyway, um, <laughs> we played them earlier this season, 3-1. We lost in September. Could have been all so different. We had a penalty, didn't we? We was absolutely destroying them. We couldn't get ball off us. We got a penalty. Delore grabbed yeah. the ball. Ramis took it off him and planted it over the bar. James put put us one up in that game, and then uh, you know they came back at us. And that if we'd have held on though, that would have been three games up top with a one. Yeah. And that was how, how things could change. You know, yeah. Roslo would have been flying again, wouldn't it? You know, and, and he didn't Same go. football, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a funny old game. Isn't so, it? Gareth, what's the form, form been like of recent? The form, the recent form, is not actually that good. You know, um, considering the tenth in the league, having won nine games this season, the last six games they actually managed to lose four of them. They've won just one and drawn one. Mm. Yeah. They lost two one at home to Sheffield Wednesday. They lost three one away to Brentford. They won two 0 at home to Charlton. Lost against Bolton at Bolton 2 1. 0 0 against Middlesbrough and they lost last week at home to Wolves. Yeah. They're not doing so well. No, no. And again, now they're away. Scorers, John and Rhodes, of course, he's uh, banging them in and said, Country Rhodes. And get Stead. Stead's got 12, Jordan yeah. Rhodes has got 9, and Ben Marshall has got 5. That guess Stead's a good player, he's a nice him. Tom Kearney, class. Yeah. We've got some play. But. Um, the manager. What a boring man he is, isn't he? Oh, God, Mr. Personality, isn't he? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Remind me who it is again? I can't think. Gary Boy. I think it, is it Gary Boyer? Is that who it is? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't. Oh, what a boring sonny. No. Did he? I don't remember him having any sort of career. Did he, did he play for anyone? No, I don't know. I think it was pre. Football and watching yeah. So, uh, referee Mike Jones, um, we've not had him this season. He's uh, been recently been demoted. Oh no! Following his New Year's Day calamities at Anfield when he gave two penalties to Stephen Gerrard. I mean, I mean, um, you know, you know what I mean. He, he let them go two 0 up um, against Leicester, and he, he's since then he's, he's refereed. Black Spartans, and now he's refereeing us. So he's, he's going up in the world then. Yeah, his first ever game as a referee in the Premier League was uh, our visit to Hull City when we won 5 0 with a, a, a double from Zaki. So that was uh, a good omen for us. But uh, I think we've only won twice since then when he's refed us. So. <laughs> he refed us a few times as well. He refed us last season, three games. Uh, Burnley 0 0, that's our place. It was all at the DW. Palace in the Cup, when we beat them. Yes. And the playoff first leg against QPR, when it was another 0 0. He had decent games then. Yeah, because yeah, nothing stands out, does it? No. Um, this season, though, he's uh, had 19 games, 60 yellows, but he's issued five red cards in those 19 games. It's almost a, a red card every two games, I think. Don't every man, four yes, games. <laughs> every four games. My maths, uh, Mick. So, 
Sorry, I was there dreaming now. Right, so yeah. how do we think we're going to go? Sides, etc., etc., Gareth. Give us some uh, predictions. I think during this podcast and over the last few weeks, we've all been searching for positives, haven't we? And there's not many of them around just at the moment. But, come on. I hope we're going to beat up 1 0. Yes. Oh, go on, Gareth. Adam, uh, team, what do you think we're going to put out? Sacking. Same as usual. You think Wagon on Clean up front, fortune with him. Wagon on bench. Yeah. McCann, Watson, you know, the usual. Um, I think we'll have a good go at the second half. I've not the second half, down. first half. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> and that'll be it. They'll tear us apart. 3 Again. 1 to Blackburn. Right. Rob? I really, really, really hope Martin Waggon starts because we're, we're lacking any sort of goal for it. I think from what we've read and heard, he had a big impact when he came on Saturday. It seemed to spark a bit of life into us. So I'm hoping he's a starter. Uh, I hope Rob Keane's dropped. Nothing against him. He's just going through a terrible patch of form. I think, uh, not not to anger mate to dry, but... I think he's been. I think he was at fault for three goals Saturday. It's got to be dropped for me. Uh, still missing McManaman, haven't we? I'd like to see McLean playing in his natural position. Um, however, given our farm, everything's showing in the club at the minute. We're in a big hole, and I can't see we're going to get out of it. And I can only foresee a Blackburn victory. Blackburn win 2-1 so so far with two for the Rovers and one for the Latics Mick uh, <clears throat> as a team coming down to DW we're not in the best shape at the moment are they they're struggling this is Blackburn's opportunity to restart their season like, <laughs> <laughs> like every other team what's come down here look at Bournemouth they've not won for six games sorry they've not won in about four games Wigan played them, they went on a six match unbeaten uh, unbeaten run. We played Bolton who were struggling, we lost 3-1, look what happened to Bolton, they then went on to win another four or five games. So I think Latics are going to stuff them. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Done. Well Barry, I hope that Whitehorn gets a start, but I don't think he will. I think he'll be used as an impact sub again. But I think we've got some balancing issues there at the moment. However, if Watson gets a start, I think he's redeemed himself, so I, he will get a start, and that will go some way towards it. And I'm going to predict a draw. One all. One all draw. Well, I think we've got a few injury worries ahead of the game. Um, as far as the results will go, I think I'm with uh, I'm with Adam actually. I think we're going to lose and lose quite comfortably. I'm sorry to say, yeah, I'll go three one. Oh ye of little faith. Oh ye of little faith. Yeah. Well, talk a little faith. We're gonna before we finish off tonight, uh, just a couple of annou- announcements to make. Um, fit fans. Now, uh, I am a great advocate of the fit fans, and so is Mick, because Mick uh, came along to fit fans with myself. Are you a dick advocate? Uh, yes. Yeah, I've got to admit, I, I did the fit the fan fit thing for twelve weeks. It was really, really good. Um, great bunch of lads who did it. I think that's what made it. But I think the lads at the Latics were very good, very knowledgeable. Certainly put us through our paces. 
and uh, to be perfectly honest with you I've not done this for years but I used to actually look forward to Tuesday nights mm-hmm. killed me like yeah, <laughs> yeah. do you look, look forward to Wednesday nights uh, not as much as I used to <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so the Fit Pass uh, runs on three three different days and if anybody fancies going the new course starts next week and it starts on uh, there's three different places you can go there's Monday afternoon at the Montreal Skills Hub and there's Tuesday evening at the Montreal Skills Hub that's where me and Mick went and did our bits yeah we uh, like Mick says we thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, on a Wednesday evening for people who live up the other side of town it's up at the RLU's primary school at Ashley and Makerfield up near Haydock up near Haydock the best way to um, find, get information on this is get on the Latics website and look on the community page and there's a big spread there with yours truly on the <laughs> photograph of me on there yes I saw you on there Barry Hammond, I think yeah. I've rubbed a few feathers though with my picture being on there with me being critical yeah. about the club you know I don't think one or two people are that happy but have they hey, paid you for the use of your image Barry well they've not <laughs> Fit Fans is absolutely fantastic it's absolutely fantastic and I'd uh, recommend anybody go and use it me and Mick's both been uh, two inches th- off the waist mate two inches off two the waist inches, in 12 weeks yeah <coughs> Didn't actually lose any weight, but then again, it was actually turned to muscle. It was wearing a corset. Well, my, my doctor always says to me, never weigh yourself, just measure yourself. We need to get our image after all. I have a micrometer at least, There you go. Uh, so, anyway, that's fit fans. <laughs> right, um, all gone Latics, the uh, latest fans into it, the uh, news uh, news shells go alongside the mud utter. Uh, the new edition is due out this week. Yes, it's out now and you can order a copy online at allgonelatics.co.uk. That's excellent. Uh, uh, featuring this month's uh, edition is an interview with Joe Newton. Now, Joe Newton, for those who do not know, uh, was a coach and scout for the centre of excellence at the club for quite a long time and he's been there uh, prior to the Whelan era uh, he currently is a youth scout for the Scottish FA and is based in the North West also he's a season ticket holder at the Latics and he sits in the West Stand so he's one of them boring guests who sits in the West Stand uh, but Joe's uh, he's <laughs> not boring because this next bit is quite, quite, quite good Joe uh, has carried out uh, an interview with uh, Liam Sefton, who is the editor of the All Gone Latics. And what Liam's kindly done is centres, uh, we're going to play in a moment, centres uh, five clips from this uh, interview, and you'll be able to read the rest of the transcript in uh, this month's magazine. Now, the first bit features Paul, uh, is a story about Paul Jewell and Paul Scherner, and I must warn you that there is a swear word in that right at the very beginning and it's quite a vulgar swear word there's quite a few swear words in the course of the clips isn't there yeah well there's yeah if, if so you can you name them out. Uh, so that's the first one the second one is about a meeting between John Dean and Roy Keane which is quite funny talk about fighting there don't they yeah and then the third clip is uh, <coughs> Joe reminiscing about a jog 
from robbing pirates to Springfield pirates and somebody ended up in the bushes. <laughs> the fourth clip is uh, Joe giving us some uh, talk about some promising Scottish talent that's that's actually uh, on the books of Everton at the moment, this young lad who's uh, quite, quite a good, uh, well he says he's one for the future, six foot tall, 16 years old, excellent with both feet and they've got him from Northampton. So, it's, I didn't know Northampton was in Scotland, did you? Uh, very, very high Scottish um, migrant area. Because they go down the engineering works. The, they were actually near enough talking about giving them the uh, the vote for the election last oh, yeah. September. Okay, that explains that. Then. And then the last one is uh, Latics' upcoming talent, Tim Choi, where uh, Joe speaks about um, his, his belief that Tim's gonna gonna make a living uh, playing football as a, a decent level. Whether it's with the Latics or not remains to be seen. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll just play that now, and we can have a little listen. It's only two minutes long. See if you can decipher it. Paul Sharp, he'd lashed up one, missed it altogether. He'd walked under two, on all over the top of it. And went to dressing room, they all sat down, Paul Joe said, you better put your fucking glasses on second half. <laughs> I was talking to John Dean in Folia last week, and I uh, said to him, how are you doing? All right, Joe. Oh, he said, you're looking great. And he walked, walked in, Roy Keane walks in. And he walked past us and got his lift like it all. And he just nodded like him to, to John. And I looked around like that and I said, I'm just a dear, and I said, do you want to fight him? I'll take him in two, me, Joe. <laughs> we were jogging back from Robin Park one day, training down there, we were jogging back to Springfield Park. Get changed. Well, we got changed at Springfield, went down to Robin Park, trained there and ran back. We go over the canal bridge, like, you know, an arm in front. Just running alongside the canal, all of a sudden he is bush. Not only did I know he'd gone in, but I knew he'd knocked him in without looking like, you know what I mean? Tony Scott had gone in. Carl had knocked him in. Fraser Murdoch, crew Alexander, there's one, he's a chance. Ross Woodcock, fullback crew, under 15. Jamie Jones is another one. Now I'll give you one now, right? He's at Everton. He's an under 15. I don't know how much money they paid for him at the beginning of this season. Centre midfielder, out of six foot, two good feet, can get about the pitch. Usually six footers at their age, the gangly, you know, yeah. all good, but he's not, his bloody feet, brilliant. Anyway, his name's Fraser Hornby. He's at Everton. He paid uh, Northampton quite a bit of money for him. He's Scottish. That's, uh, that's why I've got him here, like. But, uh, no, they've got one or two at Everton. They were right back on old James, James Yates. He's, uh, he's decent. He's under 18, isn't he? When I watch their under-21s, and I mean even young uh, Chow, Jimmy Chow, he'll make a living in the game. Right. He'll, make, he'll definitely make a living in the game. I'd like to think he can get it for a team at Wigan, and what they've got now. <laughs> <laughs> they've made him captain of the under-21s, I've seen a couple of their games, and he does very well in them, to be fair, like, you know, it's such a big jump in it. It's unbelievable, you know. Right, what did we make of that? It was alright, wasn't it? 
Yes, tremendous. Yeah. Interesting insights so, into the club, though. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to uh, to actually reading that on Saturday when I get my copy. Yes, why, to why actually. Have we, why have we not seen more of this Choi geezer? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. He I, was I, I think it just epitomises what we've been saying earlier on: is that somebody else who's who's associated with the club has said, "Here we have a little diamond," and he doesn't seem to be able to use him. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, what is going on anyway we'll find out what's going on this weekend because we've got Blackburn Rovers and I can't wait to be honest I can't wait to get back home afterwards because me and Mick are going out Saturday night aren't we Saturday night yay we're going down to the Swindley up to Swindley Saturday night's alright for fighting Mick alright well it used to be yeah uh, not anymore it used to be (laughs) it's alright for dancing now isn't it Saturday night at the movies. Can't even dance anymore on that knackered. Yeah, yeah. so that's what FanFit did to you. <laughs> so you went, oh, that's what you went wrong. You went to FanFit, I went to FitFam. Alright, it was writing a fanfic. <laughs> anyway, on that note, until next week, when we'll have Ian Wadsworth from uh, the uh, Latix, the supporters liaison officer with us. Yes. Don't clap your heads, he's not been yet. Boo! Hey, my uncle, <laughs> after he's listened to this, yeah. I'm not going down there. Uh, so, anyway, it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Down on 